Welcome to another episode of the Real Animals Podcast, always brought to you by our good friends at Contender Boats. Super excited today to step into the podcast booth and speak with my one of my very dearest friends uh, in the fishing industry. Uh, you'll know him well if you follow Real Animals TV at all. He is the Oz man, Captain Ozzy Fisher. Oz, how are you, bud? Doing great, Mike. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice, buddy. Good to hear your voice. We were, we were supposed to fish today, <laughs> but it uh, yeah. it didn't work out. Mother Nature said you. Yeah, we were supposed to film the show today, but <laughs> Mother Nature is, the last couple times has denied me and you. Yeah, and and she always gives you and I a hard time, but she's been a little profound the last couple. Like you should not do this. So uh, we are in in studio um, talking about, obviously, uh, some beautiful things. South Seas Island Resort, uh, one of my favorite places here on the west coast of Florida. Uh, Ozzy is Fisher Charters on Facebook. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Fisher Charters. Uh, If you want to look him up, um, there's lots of great pictures in there. Uh, I have many myself in my phone from years and years and years now of of, – being blessed enough to get down there and spend some time with Ozzy and do some fishing. So I think just because it's, it's Captiva, it's, uh, it, it, I think we have to start this with, um, you know, 14 months ago, uh, or so, uh, September 28th, 2022, when Hurricane Ian, uh, came ashore uh, I, you know, I was just down there filming with, with your good friend, Ozzy Lessinger, my good friend, Ozzy Lessinger. And, um, right. you know, everything isn't still, you know, back to normal. So, you know, kind of walk me through that. I, I did some homework this morning, um, just because I, I knew, you know, we couldn't have a conversation about Captiva, South Seas, you know, Kay Acosta, that whole area that you fish. We couldn't have that conversation and have Hurricane Ian in there without me doing some homework. 113, yeah. $113 billion worth of damage from that storm. The costliest storm yeah. in Florida's history. And I know it's for, for a lot of us, for a lot of us, and I know it's not you, Ozzy, but for a lot of us, a lot of the listeners and myself, and I'm only two hours from you, three hours from you, I guess, if you go down to Fort Myers, come all the way back up. But, you know, you you just, I guess it's just hard to, to fathom that we're 14 months out and, and we're not fully back up to speed yet. How far out from being normal are you guys, Ozzy? Honestly, I think probably normal. Um, a few years. The problem is, is, you know, we had Hurricane Charlie, and the eye basically went over Captiva like Ian. But, the, but with Charlie, it was basically it was South Seas Resort that took the brunt of it. So you had everything else still open. You know, everything on Santa was open. You know, the problem is this. You know, completely destroyed Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel, Captiva. Everybody's homes were flooded. So it's getting the workforce to fix everything. You know, there's just so much that needs to be done compared to, you know, we've had storms in the past. So it might be a small area. You can get the crews, everybody in there. Everybody's just so spread out. And 
you know, getting supplies and it's, uh, it, it's definitely, I think we've all come to accept it's going to be a little longer than we would have liked, but it, everything's going to come back, you know, stronger, better than before. So if we get another storm, you know, hopefully nothing like this happens again. Sure. Sure. You know, it's been, uh, it's definitely been a little humbling. You know, I've been in business for 27 years and even with Charlie, I didn't really slow down that much. You know, I slowed down a little bit for like a month and then it kind of picked back up. I mean, we're having, you know, I've had, I mean, I've had the worst year I've ever had in 27 years. You know, I'm slower now than when I first, my first year of guiding. It's, it's just getting back, but next year's book, you know, things are opening, you know, there's positives. The resort is open now. They got a few rooms and then they're hoping by Christmas time to have a hundred rentals open. And then by springtime, a couple hundred rentals. So if each place can kind of slowly do it, it things will get back open, you know, or back to normal. You know, the re- there's def- we have restaurants open now, which we didn't have before. So there's things to, for people to do when they come here. And, but, you know, of course, the fishing's been very good. So that's the one positive. I was going to. I was just going to lead it. Lead you into you know how how you know a hurricane comes through does that much damage. Um, you know how did that affect the fishery? Uh, actually, last year around this time, it was some of the best fishing I've seen in twenty years. Really, we had. Uh, I mean, there was nobody on the water. There was no pressure. I mean, you could pick anywhere you want to fish, but nobody was fishing. You know, uh, most of the captains were all running cruise to and from the island or working on other, you know, because there wasn't really much business here. Charter captains were having to pick up other jobs. So there just wasn't many people on the water. Right. And I think it it actually helped our fishery, you know, let things kind of reset a little bit, you know, which you probably needed because it was getting pretty crowded here. Sure. But it, it... the one positive from the storm is probably that. I noticed even the other day, um, and again, it was, I guess a week or week or two ago, fishing with Ozzy Lessinger, I noticed we didn't, we, and the fishing was spectacular, but we didn't see a lot of guideboats still. You know, and it was a Friday where the weather wasn't terrible, but, you know, and even, you know, Ozzy and I talked about it that day on the boat, like, Where's all the guideboats? Like there wasn't a lot. And I, and I think for me, you know, when we had the big closure here on the West coast of Florida where snook redfish and trout were closed, when they, when the FWC did their big reopening and they went and had all these meetings and decided what areas to open and what areas to leave closed, they left Charlotte Harbor and, and you guys down there, Pine Island Sound, all that, they left you guys closed and they opened us up. And, and it's amazing to me the difference in the fishery, like the fishery that you guys have now is like extraordinary. Like I've filmed two shows since the storm with Lessinger with artificial only. And we caught redfish, trout and snook on almost every single bar or shoreline that we fished. And you can't do that anymore in Tampa Bay. You just can't do it. And I think I believe, and, and you have to let me know what you think, but I believe because of the storm, you had this big lull in pressure, and then that extended, you know, lull you had where you you were fishing, but you weren't killing fish because everything was closed. 
I think those two things have set you guys up at the fisheries in really good shape. Uh, as long as we, um, you know, kind of, kind of avoid these red tides, you know, right. we haven't had any this year. We had some the last year. We're going to be in good shape, you know, with, uh, you know, the way FWC's done a very good job on managing our fishery. You know, we've been to a lot of meetings saying you got to get ahead of this. We're seeing decline, but, you know, we're starting to see the fruits of the labor from it right now. You know, you can go, this fall is the first time I've seen it in years where you could go to any oyster bar, any mangrove shoreline, and you can catch all the little rat reds you want. Yeah. So that used to be a thing we had every winter. It got cold. It didn't matter. You could go catch little reds, and those were your redfish for the season. But we even had that in probably 10, 15 years. Right. This year, I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, it, I could give my – I could have pilchards, and if I had a guy that could fish, I could give him a little john or a gulp shrimp, and he could outfish the, the person with pilchards just because there's so many small redfish. Those redfish will grab those gulps and little johns faster than they will a shiner. I mean, you could sit there and catch 100 if you wanted. And right. That's a really, really good sign because, as you know, they grow really fast up to they get to like 27 inches, 28. So we should have a, a really good bunch of redfish for the next couple of years as long as things stay on the path, you know. Right. And well, the that's... trout fishing – it's phenomenal. Outstanding. You know? I agree. Yeah. In our snook, I still think we we have to – it has to be protected a little bit. I still don't see the numbers quite with the snook, but then again, they go really slow. So that's – you know, the trout red fish go a lot faster. So I think you see those always first. But, uh, you know, I think with, like I said, the sto- you know, with the closures, the storm and everything, it, it's kind of – helped our fishery. You know, but the twenty how mother nature kinda of resets itself sometimes. Sure. We may not always like it, but it, it tends to find a way. Yeah. I I I thought and I talked about this on the radio shows, uh, both on FLA and DAE, I, I said that Ozzy Lessinger and I got on the best trout bite I had been on in years. Ozzy caught a seventeen to twenty inch redfish on nine casts in a row. And I caught one on seven of nine casts, and and then oh, we yeah. just and then we just quit beating them up because we had plenty of fish for the show, and I was just like, hey, we don't we don't need. To, I think we could catch them on twenty casts in a row here. There's no reason to just keep beating them up. Um, we had already caught a pile of redfish and a bunch of trout in some other places, but I mean, man, and they were they were just you know, and and just from being on the water for so many years, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The fish were so clean and so healthy looking, it was just spectacular to see. Like, I was tickled leaving there. I was just so happy that that's, because it's one of my very favorite estuaries in the entire planet to fish, to see it that healthy in conditions that weren't great. Like, when I was talking to Ozzy about coming to fish there, Ozzy's like, well, it ain't perfect, but I don't think it's going to get much better, like, if we push it back to January. So why don't we just go fishing? Like it's doable. So I think, you know, and I told him, I'm like, well, I got to believe you and I throwing, you know, artificials all day. We can put together, you know, a a great episode. Um, And that's exactly what happened. And and, and again, there was, we fished some deeper cuts. uh, We fished some channels. We fished some flats. We fished some bars. And and there was fish everywhere. Um, And it's so good to see. It's so good to see down there because I think you and I, 
have fished it for many, many years when we thought it was just ridiculously good. And then we, I think we fished it together some years when fishing was tough because of the red tides and because of the freeze and some of the stuff we've gone through. Oh yeah. We, we definitely take a beating from those things. Um, but you know, with the closures and everything else, like this spring too, on top of like all these redfish we had this fall show up and how good the trout's been, we had the most tarpon I've seen here. Really? I mean, they were everywhere. Now they weren't, we had for about three weeks, they weren't biting very good. Very good. Didn't matter if guys or Booker Graham were talking about how they weren't biting good and, you know, but we had tarpon, the most tarpon I've ever seen here. And I caught tarpon consistently till September. Wow. Well, that's like, really good. Multiple fish a day in July and August when typically we don't have as many. You have to go way up in the harbor. We had them on our beaches still. We still had them on our flats. And I think that's a sign of a healthy fishery. You know, we've had... Now, a lot of years where they, you know, dump the lake and get all the fresh water coming, it kind of drives our tarp and everything else out. And, you know, if you get a red tide, it pushes it away. We didn't, we didn't have any of that. Right. And so we had bait everywhere. And, you know, I know I didn't get to show you, but we've had bait off our beaches all fall where it's from, you know, 10 to 12 feet of water. And it goes for a half mile to a mile solid. That's or if you throw your net in it, you can you bring it in. And from pilchards, Spanish sardines, black herrings, I mean everything. That's good for a guy like you that likes to sneak offshore a little bit. Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. It's brought, we had we kingfish on our beach, which we haven't had in, in several years, like right off the beach. You know, it's been a few years since we've been able to go take my charters and go right off the beach, kingfishing around the bait schools. And we have that up until this wind right here. You know, yeah. I think we didn't get this blow. It would stick around longer. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's really, really good to hear because it's such a unique fishery. You know, South Seas Island Resort, you know, your dad, I know your dad guided out of there. And now you, your brother Nick guide out of there. It, it, it just breaks my heart when that fishing's not what it should be. Because it's so spectacular. You and again, you and I have done so much stuff there from, you know, grouper fishing and snapper fishing and permit fishing to king fishing and obviously we've caught tarpon together and snook and redfish and trout together. I mean, from inshore to offshore, that fishery to me is just as good as we have in the state of Florida when it's healthy. And to see it healthy is just I I, I just can't tell you what it does for my soul. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's good. The one thing we have over everybody, I think, you know, is every, as you know, is when you come here, everything's so close. Yeah. So not only do we have this, you know, lots of different fish to fish for, very little, unless you're going way offshore, very, I mean, the forest you might run seven, eight miles made for permit, sure. you know? Yeah. I mean, everything is within, you know, under 10 miles. That's you know, a lot of, how many times have you and I pulled done a show? We even run a mile. We're like, we're going to fish here? Yep. We'll start catching fish. <laughs> right. you know? Well, and, and the, the amount of times I was thinking about that as I was leading into that, the amount of times that you and I have fished together where we caught kingfish, snook, and permit all like in the same day, you know, in three different spots within, like you said, within five miles of one another, three miles of one another, you're, you're catching all three species, which you just can't do that everywhere. No, you, you really can't, you know, some places, are they better for redfish? Sure. 
Are some places better made for big snook? Sure. But where can you go and do all of that and have a shot at, you know, there's just not many places you can do that. No, I agree. And be consistently good. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the the powers that be at, uh, at, at South Seas Island Resort are, are working diligently. Uh, I've talked to those guys a bunch here. Um, our good friends there, our partners, and uh, they're 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 working hard to get that place reopened and get it settled back in and uh, get it doing you know what it does to so many people. You know, it's a uh, it's a place that's so yeah. near and dear to my heart. I've stayed there with my family, and you know, thousands and thousands of families stay there every year. And some of those families have been staying there since they were little kids. So uh, it's a pretty unique piece of Mother Earth. Yeah, they've redone the whole golf course. That's going to be open, I think, pretty soon. I know they redid the whole big pool down at the end. That opens, I think, Christmas week. And so there's definitely, um, you know, some things opening up, and they're, they are just going at it, you know, 100%, you know, trying to get – it's just it's – just, you want it to go faster, but – it's just the way things are with it comes to construction, but they are getting, you know, it is, things are opening and, you know, as time goes, you know, like I said, there's hope to have a couple hundred uh, rentals open by springtime, which would be fantastic. Yeah, you know? that'd be good. Cause I know we're planning on having a tournament there uh, in May sometime. So it would be good if, uh, yeah, yeah, think, yep. We're doing that tarpon tournament. They're ta- um, I think May 19th or something like that. Yep. Somewhere around there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we actually supposed to meet with Charles today to kind of help go over the rules and do everything. So that should be a big event. So that should be, I think it's going to be, uh, a lot of people are going to want to fish it every year before we can get it going the way I think it can. Yeah, I'm going to have to make sure I get you or your brother Nick to fish with me so that I got a chance, buddy. <laughs> well, you and I can fish together. So <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a good time. Let me, let me ask you some questions. So we've kind of talked about you know, your backyard and all that. What, what, you know, you've fished a lot of different places. You've won a lot of tournaments. Um, I, I say this about you all the time to people. Um, I've probably fished with guys who are, maybe they're a little better red, red fishermen than you are, or maybe they're a be- little better tarpon fisherman than you are, or maybe they're a little better king fisherman than you are. I don't think I've ever fished with anybody that's as good as you are across the board to so many different species. Um, I tell people all the time, and I get the question a lot, you know, who's the best fisherman you've ever fished with? And and your name for me is, is in that conversation. And, and really a lot of it is because of that, because of your ability to fish so well. Um, you know, we've broke rods, <laughs> we've broken rods grouper fishing together before. Um, so yeah. y- your versatility and being so good and, and you have tournament wins offshore and inshore. So, you know, when I say somebody's better, maybe they're a little better, but across the board, your ability to do all the things that you do so well is so impressive to me. What, you know, if you could only fish for one more place, one, one more area, the rest of your life, where would it be and why? Oh, one one area. You can only I'd fish one to. area for the rest of your life. Ooh, <laughs> I yeah. think I'd have to go. Oh God, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think it'd have to be. Uh, I, I think it'd have to be uh, the Great Barrier Reef. Just too much. There's too. It's too va- Such a vast area and so many different things to fish. You know, you could do marlin up there, and they have the flats. You could do everything, and always wanted to go there and do it. 
that'd be a pretty unique area to. So you picked an area you've never night. even fished before. Yeah, that's that's the that's the very first time I've been asking that question since I've been doing the show. Yeah, eighteen I mean, seasons. That's the I, first time somebody picked an area they haven't fished before. I've, that's crazy. I've been very fortunate to fish a lot of places. Like I just we were down in the Bahamas for a few weeks this summer. We ran a boat down there, and I've got to fish in Panama and Costa Rica and. You know, I've got to fish a lot of different places, and, you know, I think one of my favorite fisheries around here for, like, a, you know, I like it in the winter and spring is down in Key West. It's very diverse, sure. and I fish down there quite a bit, you know, here. But um, I think I'd like to go to an area that's, you know, a challenge. And as you know, if you fish, you know, as long as I have and you have, I still have a drive, but you don't have quite the passion to drive you had before because you kind of, kind of, you're doing the same thing over and over every day. And so, I think if I was going to go fish somewhere the rest of my life, I want to go somewhere I've never done done it before to have a new challenge to, you know, keep me interested and make me want to, you know, learn something. Re- reignite, that, reignite the spark. And, me is trying to learn something new. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's very cool. And again, that's probably what separates you from so many of the other really good fishermen. I think that's probably what makes you great is that, that drive and determination to figure things out and to, to constantly be good or great at something. So, uh, that's pretty impressive. Now I got another one for you. Yeah. One fish. You could only fish for one fish the rest of your life. You can fish for it every day and you catch a bunch of them, but if you could only fish for one fish. It'd have to be Big Snook. Yeah. Okay. It'd have to be Big Snook for me. I get it. It, um, I mean, not just, I'm not talking like oyster bar snook, you know, snook fishing, you know, we're catching. To go target and just to challenge a sight fishing or catch, like we've done sight fish Big Snook or do that. They're such a smart fish and, you know, it's just, I could do that. If I had one fish that I had to go fish for, that would be it. Get it? I don't know that many. I don't know that many guys that are any better at big snook fishing than you are either. I've, I've got two forty-inch fish with you in my career with cameras running, uh, and that's pretty impressive. So, um, and one of those was on artificial, which is even more crazy. Um, so yeah. that doesn't. It. I was. I thought you were going to say tarpon because you're such an avid and such a <laughs> such a big tarpon fisherman. I thought maybe it'd be tarpon. Nah, um, I love guiding. As you know, I love guiding for tarpon. Me personally, that's the last fish I want to catch anymore. <laughs> I used to be so. I, I, I have no desire to catch tarpon personally. I, now I love tarpon season and guiding my clients to do it. But me personally, I've caught hundreds, and I don't want to pull on those things anymore. Well, they just. In my brain, because I'm the same way, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, they ask me about tarpon fishing, and I say, listen, if you see me fighting a tarpon, look around for a camera. There's a camera rolling. Yeah. Okay, we're filming a show, or I'm not fighting that big tarpon. Or, I'm in, or if I'm in a tournament. Right. Yeah. To me, like, <laughs> right. you know, when I grew up, though, as much as I was not, when I got my, you know, I got my first boat when I was 12, right? So in the summertime, that's all I did was tarpon fish. Every day till I was like 18. And then when I go there, just tarp and tarp and tarp and me going out with my buddies. 
And it just got to one point just one day, and Hurtwin was just like, yeah, I kind of, I mean, it's awesome. And, but then the last 10 minutes of the battle, I'm like t- saying to myself, why am I doing this? <laughs> right. so I kind of wore myself out on him. But, you know, it, 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 I still, there's nothing better than taking somebody that's never caught a tarp and, and seeing, they just have no idea the power and the explosion. And that part still ex- really excites me. Yeah, I get that. Know? I totally get that. When I, when I, when I think about tarpon fishing for myself, I think of ones that are like, I don't know, 15 pounds. Like those are the ones yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to go tarpon that. fishing. Yeah, we just don't get many, we don't get many of those around here. So I, I don't even really consider it. We just, it's not tarp, our, our tarpon fishery is 50 pounds and up. And most right. time they're over a hundred. So. <laughs> right. I have a funny thing that I do. Um, uh, you know, when I, when I'm tarpon fishing with a customer, especially, those guys that, you know, eat up my June days, uh, you know, yeah. you, you hook a tarpon, they get in the chair, you get in the tower, you get to a point where you're away from the school and, and it's just the angler and the tarpon. And, and I'm watching their, their shirt slowly, but surely just get soaking wet with sweat. And then I, I, I usually yell down. I'm like, Hey, Bob, Bob will kind of turn around and look at you and go, remember you called me. Okay, <laughs> this was your idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wanted to fight this well, fish you know, in late June. The biggest mistake people make when they go tarpon fishing is they try to beat that fish in the first five minutes and they wear themselves out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, the reason a marathon runner will beat a, a sprinter in a race, a long race, because he paces himself and goes at one pace. You have to do that with a tarpon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. You know, they're going to go crazy. And if you're pulling on your adrenaline, you're going to, after five minutes, you've completely, you've worn yourself out. You just have to let them go crazy and you pull on them when they're tired. Exactly. And teaching people that about tarpon is really difficult because they have so much adrenaline and they're whining against the drag. Fish is jumping and they're going crazy and they're not really listening to you because there's, you know, just, there's so much going on that. You know, people fishing over the years, you just like, listen, let him go crazy. Just let him pull on the rod, drag set. And when I say, that's when we put the screws to him. And you get people kind of doing that. Then you can whip them kind of fast. But other than that, it's, uh, you're right. You get Bob in the front. And then, then you start worrying about, you have enough liquids in you? You okay? <laughs> I usually yell down, why don't you boys give him some water, would you? I don't need him to fall out of that chair here. I started, um, I started doing a couple of years ago in summertime. I keep Pedialyte on my boat for my clients. If I have somebody that's filed a tarpon, they look kind of, you know, you got to remember some of these people, they don't exercise very much and you get them on a tarpon and they start changing color a little bit. You're like, here, sit down, drink this, you know, <laughs> start changing color. No doubt about it. So funny. So funny. Well, Ozzy, I appreciate your time today, my friend. Always good to get caught up. I want to give kind of our listeners an update of what was going on down there by you. South Seas Island Resort, obviously, as everyone knows, one of my very favorite places. I get to fish with three of my favorite pals in the fishing industry down there. You, obviously, your brother Nick, and uh, Ozzy Lessinger as well. So uh, I appreciate the time today. I had a funny feeling when I called you, you weren't going to be on the water today, seeing as how we were supposed to be filming. Yeah, and, uh, well, I think I was supposed to be on with somebody else today on the water. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. you and I were supposed to be filming a show today, so you kind of knew I'd be free. Yeah, I kind of knew you'd be open, so I appreciate you giving me some time. If you want to, if you want to make your way down to South Seas Island Resort, I highly recommend it. You can contact Ozzy and book a trip, which I also highly recommend if you're going that way. His phone number is 239-872-8515. Remember, you can follow him on Facebook at Fisher Charters. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R. One of the best in the business. One of my best buds in the business that I only get to see a couple of uh, a couple of times a year, which is unfortunate, but uh, truly a great angler and a, and a great friend of mine. Ozzy, again, I appreciate your time today, brother. Always good to talk to you. Merry Christmas, man. You too, brother. We'll talk soon, pal. Appreciate you. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. The Oz Man, Captain Ozzy Fisher, uh, truly, truly one of my my closest, dearest friends on the water, and I only get to see him a couple times a year because we're always fishing charters and stuff in our own areas. Um, he's a couple hours south of me, but we've been friends for many, many, many years, and um, it, there's just, I just don't know if there's anybody better um, I was just trying to get everybody kind of an update, let everybody know what's going on down there around South Seas Island Resort. Uh, again, $113 billion, with a B, billion dollars worth of damage that storm cost down there. Costliest in Florida's history. It's, it's unbelievable, and I've had the opportunity to get down there since the storm and see some of the damage. It's, uh, it's just crazy. So it's going to take many, many years, but that fishery right now is as good as I've ever seen it. Um, like Ozzy said, it's, it's a great fishery right now, super healthy. The red tides have stayed off of us and the fishing pressure has been off. So get down there, book a trip with Ozzy, check it out, get down to South Seas Island Resort. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Real Animals Podcast. Remember they're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com and Spotify. Remember to subscribe, rate and review. We're going to be trying to drop new episodes about every two weeks. So, uh, check for those as they come your way again always presented by our good friends at contender boats tight lines everybody have a great day we appreciate you listening